0: My friend, welcome to the U Turn podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, and the best selling author of the book U Turn. Get unstuck, discover your direction, design your dream career. I wrote the U Turn book and I created this podcast to help you reconnect to who you truly are. And that is why. Every single week, I bring on a guest with tools to really help you long-term, upgrading your confidence, both in your work life and in your love life. And I'm also so grateful to say that this episode has been sponsored in part by our friends over at Soul CBD. They create the highest quality CBD on the market, and it's this trust I have with their brand that has led me to use their products every single day. Everything they make is organically farmed, gluten free with absolutely no THC in it. And today I want to tell you about one of their game changer products that probably everyone needs, especially when they're having a stressful week and they're on the go and it's called Soul CBD's Dream CBD capsules. Each capsule has 25 milligrams of pure CBD and two and a half milligrams of melatonin. So whenever I travel to a different time zone, these are what allow me to get past the jet lag. I simply take one every night of my travels, about 30 minutes before bed, and it pretty much guarantees me to be able to sleep through the night. And after four to five nights traveling and taking them every night, I'm officially on the new time zone. I also take a dream CBD capsule the night before a really big or important work day, like if I have a meeting that really matters, a speaking engagement that might be keeping me up in my thoughts all night. What I love about the dream CBD capsules the most is that I never wake up groggy the next day. I'm refreshed. CBD and melatonin truly go together like peanut butter and jelly. So to get your dream CBD capsules now and to be on to better sleeps, head on over to ashleystahl.com slash soul and make sure you use the code U-Turn at checkout for 15% off your order. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com slash S-O-U-L and use the code U-Turn. Y-O-U-T-U-R-N at checkout. Now let's get in to this week's episode.
1: Toning the pelvic floor muscle is really important, and I think most people think that the Kegel exercise is the one-size-fits-all exercise for this muscle group, and that is not true.
2: Hey, U-Turn friends, I don't know about you if you've had a moment like this, but I literally went to the OBGYN the other day and told her that every now and again, when I sneeze, I literally pee myself slightly every now and again. And she looked at me in the eye and said, oh, well, have you heard of incontinence? Maybe you need to see a specialist for that. And then the same day, my team emailed me, Mary Ellen Reader, who is the founder of Yarlap, Y-A-R-L-A-P. She is an expert on the pelvic floor, sex, intimacy, health, and I'm really excited to talk to you about your pelvic floor muscles, believe it or not, um, because there is just so much here. So lady, this episode is for you. Um, Gentlemen, this episode is for your wife, your sister, your mother. Um, Definitely tune in. And Marianne, thank you so much for making the time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to ask you all these questions. So, obviously, I have to start off with asking you about the pelvic floor. Like, what are these muscles? Why do they matter? And what's going on when I sneeze like every once in a blue moon and almost pee my pants? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, these muscles, I I believe, um, I'm not a doctor or a licensed healthcare professional, but I think that these muscles are uh, very much under discussed until we actually do have a problem like, you know, peeing yourself while you, you laugh, don't sneeze. Um, and these muscles, if you're a visual learner like I am, think about a hammock. they run zigzag from your pubic bone to the back of your spine, holding everything together uh, into their natural positions like your bladder, your uterus, your visceral organs It keeps it all in place. It's the foundation, it's a foundation muscle group. and again, thinking of your your hammock, if you know you have, a child, childbirth, uh, repetitive motion like running or jumping, age, weight, all these different things um, to to create weakness, um, atrophy, to lose that tone in that muscle, that hammock starts to sag. When that muscle and that hammock starts to sag, everything shifts from its natural position. Your bladder is then at the very bottom of this pyramid almost, and anytime you put pressure on it, It pushes pressure down, pushes onto your bladder. You squeeze out a little bit of urine involuntarily. So what we really want to do is we want to keep that hammock toned, fit, uh, strong to ensure that we don't have any of these involuntary bladder leaks uh, or anything like that. So these muscles are really, really important (laughs) to keep everything, but it's not just bladder. Like you said, it's also a sexual response as well. Um, and you're like holistic well being.
2: Oh, interesting. So is it like an indicator of like how I'm doing on a holistic level if they're not strong and what are some things that people can do? And I know that, you know, sometimes people think this is like a pregnant woman issue. Like they almost pee their pants a little, which I, I it's so funny. I'm like way too comfortable on this podcast talking about these things, but, um, I'm curious, like, what can somebody do to strengthen these? And why is the idea that this is just like a pregnant woman or older woman thing?
1: I have no idea why people think that it is just like a grandparent or a pregnant person's issue. It's not. It can happen to any woman. It really depends on the tone of your pelvic floor muscles. But I think that because we only talk about them in a form where people bring it up to their doctor, where they're like, I have a... Problem And it, it tends to be an older demographic or women who are at the doctors constantly, like your OB, uh, who bring light to this issue. So most people, I think, just associated with that because they're the most vocal about it. But there are so many women who suffer from this. I think the most recent study is one in three women in the United States alone will have some form of urinary incontinence in their life. So it's really, really prevalent but we don't ever talk about it. And your pelvic floor muscles, like I said, they are the root, they are the foundation. But once these pelvic floor muscles give out, we actually were published in a peer reviewed journal on this, on unexplained back and knee pain. Because when these muscles give out and they're no longer able to support everything, your back muscle comes in to try to compensate And do all of that and hold everything into its position, keep everything in order. But your back muscles, they're not made for that. That's the pelvic floor muscles job. It's not made to, the back muscle is not made to hold up everything into its natural position along to what what it normally does, right? So all of a sudden you have this unexplained back pain because these muscles are super strained. They're doing something that they're not intended to do. And then over time, they can actually give out because again, it's a lot of pressure, a yeah. lot of weight. And then because of the way the human body is structured, the structural load then goes onto to your knees. And so some women have unexplained knee pain, mm. along with their involuntary, involuntary bladder leaks, because the knee is now compensating for what the back was compensating for with what the pelvic floor was originally supposed to do so you have this like waterfall effect of unexplained pain because the different body parts are trying to compensate for what the pelvic floor is supposed to be doing mm. and so it's really a big indicator that if you have um bladder leaks to talk to somebody about it because it can turn into like this thing where it controls your life. You are constantly monitoring where the bathroom is or where the next exit stop is on a road trip, or, um, you stop going to workout classes or you're now only wearing black, right? So you make minor modifications to improve your quality of life when you're just basically putting a band-aid on it on a bigger issue. So. Yeah toning the pelvic floor muscle is really important. And I think most people think that the Kegel exercise is the one size fits all exercise for this muscle group. And that is not true.
0: Hey, U-Turners. This episode is sponsored in part by our friends over at Organifi. My absolute favorite product has got to be their chocolate and vanilla protein powder. Due to my recent diagnosis of Lyme disease, I've been super careful with what I put in my body, and I just smiled from ear to ear when my doctor read the ingredients on the back of their protein powder and gave it the thumbs up. They are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, vegan, and almost no sugar at all. It is just magical and a miracle that it tastes like anything, let alone something this good. Their chocolate protein powder I love to put in with a nut milk, cashew butter, frozen blueberries. While their vanilla is so good with peanut butter, frozen strawberries, and nut milk in the blender, this smoothie is my absolute fix when I'm hungry anytime or when I have a sweet tooth. It's just so good. I mean, here's the thing. It's tempting to turn to that second or third cup of coffee, but the truth of the matter is that caffeine can only do so much. At some point, we need to look at the root cause of our fatigue, and it turns out that the two main factors in low energy are chronic stress and a lack of nutrition. Organifi's clean, organic superfood blends address these problems head-on, with adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms to help you balance your cortisol levels associated with stress, and they make it so much easier with one scoop of protein powder to add so many more nutrients into your diet every single day. If you'd like to grab yourself some protein powder or really any of their magical products, just head on over to slash U Turn. That's O R G A N I F slash Y O U. T U R N, and make sure you use the code U TURN, again, Y O U T U R N at checkout for 20%
1: off. Now, let's get back to this week's episode. If you have a super tight pelvic floor muscle, that can also cause incontinence because it's clenched all the time and it gets weakened because it's clenched constantly. And if you have a clenched pelvic floor muscle, you don't want to be doing an exercise that clenches the pelvic floor. Because that's not going to do you any good. You want to learn how to relax the pelvic floor muscles. Okay. And so there are different ways of going about toning your pelvic floor muscle based on your specific need, right? Everybody's pelvic floor is at a different tone and has different needs. And it's really important for us to know if you should be going the Kegel route or if you should be going the pelvic floor relaxation route. And the nice thing is that the Yarlap, what we created, does both of those. But it's really important to have a roadmap of which exercise is appropriate for you to do. Mm,
2: Okay. So one thing that I'm super curious about when you talk about exercises is like, um, what are those things? The the egg, like the quartz egg that people put in there. Yeah, the yoni eggs. Yoni Eggs, what's your take on that? Is that alone enough to strengthen your pelvic floor? Like what is the simplest hack? Because I know everybody listening is development minded, growth minded and we're always looking for the efficient way to get something done and uh, I'm curious like is there kind of like one clutch way that you're like, look, if you listen to this episode and you're overwhelmed by all the things you need to do, here's one thing that you should just start
1: doing. I'm biased because I will be like, get a Yarlap because that's just who I am as a person. But the Yoni egg is great if you have pelvic floor muscle control, because what it does is is it is intended to be inserted into the vagina to have your pelvic floor muscles hold. And so if you have the ability to hold them with your pelvic floor muscle, not your butt, not your thighs, not your abs just your pelvic floor muscle to hold that in. And I think that that's where a a lot of the messaging is unclear is a lot of individuals, uh, when they're trying to do a Kegel exercise, when they're trying to engage the pelvic floor muscle on its own, even with written instruction, over 50% of women do them incorrectly because what we end up doing is we end up using our butt because that's just the easiest. It's almost natural to, to clench that muscle. Right. and or your thighs or your abs. And so when we do that, if you do engage your rear end or your butt, uh, it's not it's not engaged in the pelvic floor muscle. And that is, you're not going to get the benefit if you're doing the wrong muscle group engagement. So if you have pelvic floor muscle control and you are able to hold that, that yoni egg in with your pelvic floor muscle, it's great. But for women who don't know if they're doing it for the right amount of time, if they're using the right, um, if they're using the right muscle group, if they're doing the repetitive motions correctly. So, you know, if you've been told to do Kegel exercises, if you look at the, the instructions that usually tells you to do, you know, five to 10 in quick succession, um, a few days, a few times a day, right. And you have to sit there and you have to think constantly, really concentrate, think about it, ensure that you're doing the right pattern for the right amount of time, not too often, not too little for the right muscle group consistently on a muscle you cannot see. It's really, really hard. And so for people who try to do that and they're confused or there's too much what ifs or you're not sure if you're doing it or you've been trying to do it, and you see very little benefit. Um, I would suggest doing something like the Yarlap ER that just does everything for you because you don't want to waste your time engaging the wrong muscle group.
2: Okay, so I'm listening to you talk about this and it sounds like the Yoni egg is effective. And I know that there's many different types, like different types of crystals. Is there any word to the wise that you want to make sure we know if all of us just like hop on Amazon or God knows where to get a Yoni egg?
1: Uh, I don't personally, I don't have one. So I don't have a particular um, do or don't list on Yoni eggs. I would say make sure that you keep it clean. Uh, But I say that about everything that is inserted into the vagina or any body part is just to make sure that you clean it properly before every use.
2: Mm. Well, when you say keeping it clean, what does that really look like? Like, are there certain products that you recommend or are you supposed to take the yoni egg out a certain amount of times per week or every day? Like what's the rhythm with that? And can you go a little more in depth into what that is? Because I know a lot of women listening and a lot of men who are listening for their partner, perhaps this is the first time maybe they've
1: heard about what this thing is. Yeah. So... Um, I, again, don't really know much about cleaning a yoni egg because there are different types of it and there are different materials that are being used. And I'm not sure which ones are FDA cleared or have, have to comply with FDA compliance. Um, with the ER lab, we're hold to a very strict, um, standard because we are FDA cleared. We have to stick with a certain group of how to stay clean and certain ingredients and certain materials, but most of the time i think it's just like washing your hands antimicrobial soap warm water um and make sure it's completely dry and you can let it air dry you can use a towel whichever one you want but you want to make sure that you're using the proper um cleaning antimicrobial soap and warm water unless otherwise specified okay that's super helpful so i guess like
2: You guys get your Yoni egg on Amazon at your own risk. (laughs) Mary Mary Ellen is not responsible for the. I'm not responsible for anything. Um, Keep it clean. Okay. So I have some more questions for you just about pelvic floor in general. Um, So you said one out of three women are going to struggle with this in their lifetime, but where's the fine line between like, a really bad sneeze every now and again, and it actually being a struggle. Like, what is that point where people should actually think, like, "Oh, heads up, this is something I need to start not just caring about, but taking more action on."
1: I think the part where you you have a little voice in your head that goes, "This is not right," mm. um, because I think women are very intuitive when it comes to our bodies. We know what's up. We know what's not normal, um, and And I think we're really good about knowing and hitting that. It's like a a light switch kind of goes off. And we're like, this is not right. I don't remember this happening. And especially when it gets into the quality of life, if you are modifying your lifestyle based on this, talk to a licensed healthcare professional, talk to somebody, don't be embarrassed because if you want to look at it in that way, you are taking the steps that are necessary to improve the quality of life. And no one should ever feel embarrassed or shamed about talking to somebody on improving their quality of life, ever, period. And for me, I think oh, that's where a lot of people get hung up on is that they're afraid that somebody's going to make fun of them, that they're getting old, that they're no longer sexually desirable all of that, which is not true, all in your head. Um, But I think that the moment that you realize something is up or that like, you know, this isn't normal, go talk to somebody because there is stuff, resources, products available to you to help this issue. It's not something that you have to live with for the rest of your life. It's not something that you're just like, well, I guess I'm part of, you know, I guess I'm part of the motherhood or I guess I'm part of like the old lady club. Now, this is just a, a badge that I have to wear. It's just a chapter in my life that you have to suck up and deal with. That's not true. Um, It's not true at all. Don't let anybody make you believe that okay. there you can go in there and talk to your doctor about what's going on figure out where your tone is. If you have too tight of a pelvic floor muscle, if you have atrophy or weakening of it, where we are, if you're Kegel or if you are pelvic floor muscle relaxation and go do something about it. It's not something you have to live with. Okay. And, you know, it's it's also,
2: you know, something that I think it, it's always good to get that awareness. Um, you talked about, these muscles and how they relate to your overall wellness. And so, um, you talked about, you know, posture and knee pain and lower back pain. Um, but you also talked, you, you mentioned lightly like sexual response. And I just want to dive a little bit more deeply into, um, how does this truly, re- like, what does this say about your wellness? Cause you were kind of saying that it's kind of a barometer for how well your holistic health is,
3: What do you mean by that? And
2: um, how does this tie into your sexual wellness?
3: My friend, are you ready to get your immune system back into gear? I'm sure after all the stress and fun of the holiday season, you know that your immune system's probably feeling a little bit worn down, especially if you're anything like me. In the thick of the winter and sick season, it's so important that you support your immune system so you're strong, you're healthy, and you can tackle all your 2022 goals. If you don't have that physical element of your being down, it's so hard to do so much more. And. Of course, one of the best ways, I don't know if you know, to boost your immunity is by supporting your gut health. It's true that 70% of your immune system is actually rooted in your gut. So that means if you eat the wrong things, your immune system is really going to suffer. But if you eat the right things, it's going to get stronger. And that's why it's not easy to eat all the right things all the time. So that's why I started to take Biome Breakthrough daily. Bio Breakthrough has powerful probiotics and prebiotics, as well as a one-of-a-kind ingredient called IGY Max. IGY Max is a patented egg-based protein that enhances gut health, reverses damage caused by antibiotics, which really damages your gut. And it even helps with threats to your immunity. So first thing in the morning, I mix my Biome Breakthrough with eight ounces of water. I drink it on an empty stomach to experience less sickness, fewer gut problems, and less bloating. So take a moment to power up your immunity today if you are inspired to step into the new year better than ever by trying Biome Breakthrough risk-free at BiomeBreakthrough.com slash U-Turn. That's B-I-O-M-E. Breakthrough.com slash YOU TURN and use code U TURN at checkout to get 10% off your order. Now, let's get back into this week's episode.
1: Yeah. So, the sexual wellness part is if you think about the last time that you had an orgasm, which, you know, I hope for all of us is like, you know, yesterday or something. But if you think about it and you had a clenched pulse feeling, That's actually your pelvic floor muscle clenching. Those are your pelvic floor muscles. And when you're doing these KO exercises, you're engaging that pelvic floor muscle and your clitoris is like an iceberg and it runs right along the pelvic floor muscles. So when I'm not saying when you're doing these exercises, you're going to, you're going to get off. No, they're just muscle exercises like a crunch or any other like a squat, but. How it interties with everything is that when you do these exercises and you do them properly and you do them how they are intended to be, your muscle then kicks into muscle memory and it remembers how to do them correctly and very strong. So when you're in the middle of having sex and you're about to have an orgasm, your body kicks in and goes, Wait, we know how to do. This exercise and it kicks in and it all of a sudden has a very strong response to it because it knows exactly what to do properly, strong and better. So people who have a better tone in their pelvic floor muscles tend to have a better response to the orgasm, a stronger response to the orgasm because it's all intertwined down there. It's all intertwined. So when you're having like this mind blowing orgasm and you have these clench ceiling that's your pelvic floor muscle engaging okay so the better
2: the pelvic floor the better the orgasm is that fair to say
1: basically yeah from studies that's that's what it's been shown to do we um and if you want to get like all kinds of very intimate about it it dr whipple who dr beverly whipple who was one of the people who found and discovered the the g-spot Um, She actually had a few quotes on it and she's written a few papers that suggest exactly what you're saying. A stronger pelvic floor muscle is there uh, for a stronger orgasm.
2: Okay. That's great. Um, And, you know, as you're talking about this, I can't help, but think, um, is there an exercise other than, you know, we talked about the yoni egg, But is there something like yoga or Pilates where like a byproduct of it is that you get a stronger pelvic floor to the extent that you think it's kind of like an added benefit that's handling the situation? Or is this something that we have to individually focus
1: on? It can be both. So when you do like Pilates and yoga, the root is your pelvic floor muscle. It's that engagement of breathing in through it and letting everything relax, clenching it, toning it, um, tilting it in it engages. So yoga and Pilates do engage the pelvic floor. Okay. That's good to know. Depending on your tone, you can engage all of it or you engage part of it. And I, again, that's another thing of why these exercises are so hard to do on your own is that you can engage part of it. You can engage all of it. And it's really hard to know because again, we can't see these muscles. So doing them on their own, aside from yoga, yoga and Pilates is really great because you can then focus everything if you want. Um, if you don't, if you don't want to get a product or anything like that, you can just focus all of your energy on there, but doing practices like yoga and Pilates, they actually do have quite a few poses and quite a few Um, movements that do engage the pelvic floor. But it's all about, again, engaging them properly and engaging them in its entirety. Okay. And
2: how much time per day would you say if somebody wanted to listen to this episode and start doing, like you said, Kegels, like how much time per day is required to do that? And where can someone learn how to do that properly?
1: There are a bunch of different... There are a bunch of different websites you can go to. You can look at we have had some stuff on our website on our blog at yarlap but the mayo clinic the nhs uh over in great britain is actually has quite a few pages on kegel exercises and pelvic floor health that are really good cleveland clinic does as well i would strongly suggest starting off at those those three or four if you want to include yarlap um if you want to deep dive into how to engage the pelvic floor muscles and they have step-by-step instructions as well if you want to do that. Uh, I personally think that it's really hard to do. Uh, the National Association for Continence is a great place to figure out how to do pelvic floor relaxation if that is something that you would like to do. Pelvic floor relaxation, the National Association for Continence is a great starting point. Um, but I would say doing them at every red light for the red light if you can do that if you are able to kind of fully concentrate and think about it engage and listen to your body red lights are really good it really depends on the person cuz again you don't want to do too much or too little so do rapid quick succession they are supposed to be done you know every 3 to 5 seconds hold drop hold drop hold drop and and do that again. You can do them at the red lights if you want or stop sign.
2: Okay, wonderful.
1: And um,
2: okay, final question. Um, how does this incontinence or pelvic floor or pelvic pelvic floor toning relate to anxiety, depression, PPD? Can you can you walk me through these? And if there's anything I haven't asked you, I would love for you to share if you think it's relating to intimacy, sex, health, well-being.
1: Yes. So a lot of women, like we were talking about, they kind of disengage when they have urinary incontinence. They will start to pull away, uh, modify their behavior because of this. And it's embarrassing. And they think that it's, it's their problem, they're... it only affects them. And they start to isolate themselves, which then causes into a. um. A kind of a downward spiral in mental health. Mm -hmm. One study showed that 9% of of women who had urinary incontinence were then affected by uh, anxiety and depression, which is a huge number if we think about one in three women in the United States suffering from this. It's a huge number. And because they think that this is a problem that they are going to be made fun of, that it's embarrassing, that it's not normal. And they start to isolate themselves. They no longer go to, you know, gym classes, family functions. They start to put everything into small compartments of time to figure out where the bathroom is. They start to modify their behavior, all these other different things in their life that start to hinder their quality of life, right? It's not to where it was. And all of a sudden we have anxiety. Depression, postpartum depression. There was a study with the, um, in Macalester University back in early 2010, I believe that it was, that showed that a huge number of women who have urinary incontinence suffer from postpartum depression from the same exact reason. Their bodies have changed so much. They don't really, they're not sure what is going on. They're not happy with this new change, right? You're involuntarily leaking all the time. Uh, you have no control over it. and we have this kind of issue again, of lack of pelvic floor, decreasing a quality of life, postpartum depression, and all because this pelvic floor muscle is not to is not the tone of where it used to be. because childbirth and pregnancy, Are really hard on the body, but it's not something that you have to live with for the rest of your life.
2: Mm, Okay, this has been so helpful. Um, Where can people keep learning from you? You said that you you know Yarlap has a blog or just resources on the website. Um, Where else can people learn about this topic if there is something that they're focused on?
1: Yeah. So again, Yarlap is a great source and tool for this. If you think that this is a, a If this is something that has affected your life or you've been told to do Kegel exercises, then you have no idea what you're doing. Yarlap is great. Again, the National Association for Continence is a great starting point as well, along with the Mayo Clinic. WebMD, but I feel like WebMD, you start clicking around and then by the end of it, you're self-diagnosing, which is never a good idea. Please do not do that. Uh, the The NHS, NHS for pelvic floor Muscles is also a great tool. They have plenty of pages on that as well. Um, and last but definitely not least, go talk to your doctor. You should never feel embarrassed about talking to your doctor about your health.
2: Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the U-Turn podcast. U-Turn listeners, thanks for always listening to my TMI over shares. And I am literally going to get myself ioniaic and... um I'm curious if those of you who buy one have any thoughts on that. I'll bring some more guests on the show to talk about it. Um, thanks again, Mary Allen.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in.
3: And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-turns. We'll see you next week.